the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. All of us need to expand how we think about what we're doing. Take a step back. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't limit what you've been doing in the past. You know, don't limit yourself to what you can do in 2019 and beyond. Ask yourself, I've been doing this offline. Is there a way that I can bring this onto a blog post, onto a Facebook Live video, onto Twitter, and actually add some more energy or a whole unique approach to this marketing or branding approach? Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, my friend, it was good to see you today. Good seeing you, and I'm glad that you paid for lunch, because that was even better. <laughs> well, I'm excited about our guest today. It's Mitch Jackson. Mitch has been on the show before. His episode is one of our most downloaded episodes of all time. Anybody who's been in Maximum Lawyer for any amount of time knows Mitch. He's very generous with his time and with his instruction. He runs a great mastermind group that you, Tyson, and I are both members of called Legal Minds, which we're going to talk today a lot about social. And if anyone's thinking about upping their social game, they're going to want to join Legal Minds. But Mitch, welcome to the show, my friend. Jim Tyson, it's good to be here. But how come I didn't get a lunch invitation? My feelings (laughs) are hurt. (laughs) <laughs> well, listen, Mitch, if you ever want to fly out to St. Louis just to have lunch with us, I'll pay for it. So if you ever want to fly out here, we had dinner the last time you were out here for Jimmy's birthday, which is kind of cool. So that anytime was... you want to come, come out, we'll do it. All right. Everybody heard that. I'm accepting your offer. I think we have a binding oral contract. And Tyson, you're on the hook, pal. It's going to be fun. Hey, I'll even buy you drinks, not just dinner, but drinks. I'll wine and dine. You bring your awesome wife, Lisa, out, and I'll buy her dinner and drink, too. Well, you know what's fun is as much fun and as powerful as social media is, having dinner with you guys, you know, my wife, Lisa, who's also my partner, and everyone else that was at that dinner, that was so meaningful. I mean, we connected in real life on a very deep, emotional, intimate level, which got deeper and deeper as the uh, cocktails continued to pour for some of us. And that's what it's all about. I love how social results in the offline relationships. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. That's a great point that you raised, Mitch, because when we had the first Maximum Lawyer Conference and we met all of our friends, including you, face-to-face in real life, it's amazing how connected you can be to other people without ever having actually met them and then how much deeper 
that connection is when you do meet face to face. Absolutely. So, and I don't think really we need to tell you or introduce you much more than Mitch. I don't think we really need to go into what you do. For people that want to hear more about you, they can they can listen to the previous episode. Or you, you're all over the internet, so people can really just look you up if they want to. I, I think everyone by this point that, that listens to the podcast knows who you are. But I guess my first question is because you you've got a brand new book, and so maybe we'll start there. Talk about your book. I want to know why you decided to sit down and write the book. Well, I'll tell you what, because I'm noticing, and I have noticed over the years, how social media, digital, the internet, how it's changed everything for for us and for my firm. And the more people I meet, the more professionals that are embracing digital, and you guys are doing this. I'm watching how it's changing what you're doing, where the clients are coming from. And so I wanted to I wanted to give a guide. I mean, the name of the book is The Ultimate Guide to Social Media for Business Owners, Professionals, and Entrepreneurs. And it's available at Amazon right now. If you go to socialmediabook.online, it'll take you to the Amazon link or just put my name in. But I wanted to share what absolutely works and works very, very well. I know you guys are baseball fans. And what I was seeing, especially with professionals when it comes to social media, is I was watching them it's similar to going down to the sporting goods store for the first time and getting your first baseball glove and bat and showing up on the little league field. Okay, anybody can buy a mitt, a glove, and a bat at a sporting goods store and show up on the baseball diamond, but there's a little bit more to that. In a similar fashion, setting up a free Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook account, it's like buying that glove. It's like buying that bat. There's a lot more involved. There's a mindset to the game of baseball. You know, there's a strategy, there's a mindset strategy to social media. So the first part of the book is devoted to sharing that mindset on social media. The second part of the book has to do with understanding and how to use the different platforms, understanding the personality of the platforms. Just like baseball, once you understand the game and you understand the rules, the next thing you need to do is you have to understand which direction to run around the bases. And as a as an ex-Little uh, League coach and manager for probably seven or eight years, we started off with teaching the kids which direction to run around the bases. It's really basic stuff, but if you don't learn the basic stuff, nothing else is going to click for you out on the baseball field. Well, the same thing applies to social media. So the second part of the book dives deep into how to run the bases on social media, and understanding the game plan, the personality of each platform. Just like you and I would look at what's the personality of the different coaches and managers we're playing against. Do they steal? Do they have you know great pitchers and it's hard to get a hit? So that's the second part of the book. And then the third part of the book is all about communicating. I reached out to some of the top communicators on the planet, people like Carmine Gallo, who wrote the book Talk Like Ted, and I asked them to contribute chapters, helping professionals and business owners communicate better, more effectively on the social media platforms. Just like I'm on first base, and if I want to uh, trash talk the pitcher or the guy at third where I know my batter's going to hit the ball because that's just where he drives the ball every single game, you know, I want people to understand how to communicate clearly and effectively in an engaging fashion, even in an entertaining fashion on social media. When you put those three things together, it's like showing up at the field, learning the game, learning how to run around the bases, and then once the game starts, knowing how to communicate, knowing how to participate on the baseball diamond. You put all that together, Tyson, and 
that's the formula for success on social media. So I just went from A to Z. I reached out to 47 of the top experts on the planet. I had them contribute chapters, both on the mindset, on the platforms, and on the communication aspect. And this is the finished product. And I'm really proud of it. It turned out real well, and it's being very well received. Jim, before you ask your question, I want to point out the fact that Mitch reached out to 47 other people, and you and I were not on that list. I just want to rub that in a little bit. You, you and I did not get that invite, Jim. You know, Tyson, you're like that little kid that was on the bench that wanted to be my starting pitcher. And just like <laughs> I told my, my little player, I said, hey, pal, you got to earn the right to take the mound. And uh, oh, you, guys, you guys are there. I will tell you right now, I've got an update coming December of 2019. Social media changes quickly. There are new things happening already. And uh, when 2019 runs around, I'll see what kind of heat you guys are throwing on the social media ball field, and I'll reach out to you. Hey, I should have say, and I'm sorry, Jim, if I'm cutting you off again, but we've got a killer Facebook group, so I don't know if that, why that doesn't count, but we've got a, an awesome following. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little burned. <laughs> feeling a little defensive. Sounds like me. All right. Go back to the bench, Tyson. Listen, why should lawyers care about social media, Mitch? Why is it important? Why why is it important for lawyers to go all in on social? I think the reason it's important to go all in, and you guys are doing a great job on your Facebook group. It's just it's all about community. We have a chapter in our book about community, written by Joey Vitale. But it's important to show your human side in today's world. Traditional marketing, traditional branding traditional advertising. It does not work anymore. And frankly, I never enjoyed that anyway. Today's consumer, today's clients are in control. You're a tap and a swipe away from them calling someone else, your your competition down the street. And so by showing your human side on social media, by showing how genuine you are, by helping, by listening, by adding value to your community, you can build a brand. And you can build a brand that's going to grow from local to global so that referrals will come into your firm, not just from the lawyer across the street or the neighbor that lives three doors down from where you live, but those referrals can come from a different state. Those referrals can come from a different country. And that's the reason we need to be on social media, you guys, because everyone's walking around with a smartphone in their hand. And if you're not creating content that works well with a mobile device, whether it's your phone or a tablet or maybe even a laptop, you're not going to be relevant. If you're not relevant, you're not going to get noticed. You're not going to be top of mind and you're not going to, you're not going to bring in that new business. One of the ways to do this is to have a Facebook group like what you guys are doing. It's one of the top Facebook groups on the planet and it's a great place to network. It's a great place to share referrals and get referrals And that's really the social part of social media. And guess what? You guys are both successful lawyers. You put this together and that's what social is all about. So I think what's really important is I want other professionals and other lawyers to do the same thing. And once again, what I'm seeing happen, Jim, is I'm seeing the lawyers go out and they're buying the the glove and the bat at the sporting goods store, but they don't know how to use it. They're, they're not using it the right way on social media, and so they're not getting the results that they want. So the short answer to your question is to be relevant, stay relevant, and design a long-term future for you and your firm. So Mitch, you start in your book by talking about just mindset. So will you talk a little bit about why mindset is so important? 
Well, it's critically important. The last thing you want to do on social media is jump on the platforms the wrong way. And as Bob Berg, who wrote the Go-Giver series of books, pointed out in chapter two, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And Bob's so right about that, especially as it applies to social media. So if you understand the mindset of social, if you understand that it's all about being strategically transparent, about understanding what your end game is, about helping other people, about embracing your expertise as a lawyer, while at the same time showing your human side, listening more than you're speaking, planting relationship seeds over a long period of time. Once you understand that that's the mindset of social media, then it will work for you. I think, Tyson, a lot of professionals will jump on and they almost handle their social media activity like a really bad late night lawyer television ad with a big call to action at the end, and they're going in for that right hook. They want to close that deal on their first post or in their first tweet or in their first blog post. And social media is just the opposite. You know, it's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. There is no finish line to social media. It's more like a, uh, a workout plan or a very good healthy diet. It's something that consistently evolves. It continues over and over and over until you retire, but it's just something where once you understand the mentality or the mindset of social media, then everything else falls in place. And I've watched you guys since we've gotten to know each other. Both of you have, whether you knew that or not, when our paths first crossed on social, I'm watching each of you do that extremely well. I was just talking you know, to Jim before we went live about his trip overseas, and I feel like I know Jim so much more I know his family so much more because he shared pictures and he shared experiences. And it makes me want to have Jim way high up on the referral list, you know, if I've got a case in his city and state. So the mindset of social media is what it's all about. If you've got it and you learn it and you understand it, you're set. You've laid your foundation for everything else. If you don't get the mindset for social media, then it's not going to work for you. I think you're so right, Mitch, and you happened to mention a word in your last answer, and that word was hook. And it reminded me of a couple of things. Number one is a book that is a couple of years old now called Jab, 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 Right Hook by our friend Gary Vaynerchuk. And that reminded me that Gary V gave you a shout out on social, on Twitter about your book. And your book, in a lot of ways, is an update for people on how to use each platform and how the platforms each sort of have their own rhythm or vibe. Talk about that a little bit, will you? I will. Yeah, that was funny. Sunday morning, my son Garrett, who's 19, came downstairs. He had his phone in his hand. He was on Snapchat communicating with his buddies. And he's like, Dad, my friends, my snaps lighting up. Apparently, Gary V gave you a shout out on Twitter. And my friends, all his friends all follow Gary V and they're big sports fans and everything else. And you're right, uh, Gary hadn't read the book, but because of our nine-year-old relationship, I think his tweet said something like, I haven't read Mitch's book, but I want to give him some love today. And that tweet went out to 1.8 million people. It was huge. And Gary normally doesn't promote other people's products or services on social. But what was interesting and what I showed my son in that tweet, you guys, was we've known each other for nine years. And I wanted my son to know that these types of things take a long time to nurture and a long time to develop. It's like any other relationship. So it was a great learning experience in our household 
where I could share with Garrett these types of things. It's, it's a relationship. And once you get to know people, you want to help people. And, you know, it's funny. It's funny, Jim, because I think if, if your listeners haven't already read Dale Carnegie's 1937 book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, pick up the book and read it because in chapter five, I lay out, oh, I don't know, maybe seven or eight principles from that book, and I've tweaked them to accommodate social media. And we talk about, you know, one of the first principles is I want people to be genuinely interested in other people in their platforms and what they're sharing online. As a lawyer, be interested in what your clients are doing. Be interested in what other friends of yours, whether they're doctors, lawyers, business owners, the local little league coach, whoever it might be, be interested in what they're sharing on social media comment, share their content with your audience. I mean, people love it when you do that. Use other people's names on social media. You know, listen more than you talk. Always try to do the right thing on social media. Always try to take the high road if you can. You know, as Mark Twain once said, if you do the right thing, it'll gratify some people and astonish the rest. And if you do the right thing on social media, oftentimes you're the exception to the rule from what we see out there with trolls and people bad-mouthing other people. And I think if you try to take the high road and add valuable content to your community, that's where the magic happens over a long period of time. So I don't know if I you know, answered your specific question, Jim, but once again, it falls back to a mindset, to an approach, to an old school way of doing business and, and building relationships and showing your human side and taking that onto the digital platforms and then that's where the magic happens. Mitch, what is your favorite platform and which platform have you had the most engagement on? Well, I think without question, Jim, my favorite platform or platforms are live video and live streaming platforms. There's just something magical about live video, about looking at the people in the digital eyes, about interacting in real time when people are asking questions in real time and you're sharing a thought or a comment and you're engaging and answering those questions in real time. So whether it's a live video show that I know you guys have done in the past, you know, using blue jeans or be live, whether it's jumping on Periscope, which is now known as Twitter live, YouTube live. I think those are my favorite platforms just because they allow us to connect on a deeper level. Also, many of those platforms allow you to record the live video. So you can repurpose that content to save time and share it on all the other platforms when you're done. And I, for me, I get the most bang for my buck with live video because it's a live experience, which people like. And then you can use it later and, and take clips and share it on Twitter or LinkedIn or upload it to YouTube. So as a busy attorney who's, you know, it's all about time and attention right now. I've got limited time and I can only give things a limited amount of attention. For me, that's what's worked really, really well. If you're not comfortable with live video and you enjoy doing podcasts or you enjoy writing blog posts, then I would encourage that lawyer or professional to embrace the platform or the medium that they're comfortable on and just focus your time and your attention on that platform and then take your time, build it out, learn what works, find out what doesn't work, take a couple of steps back approach it again. But as long as you're passionate about the platform that you're using and you're sharing good content and you're doing something that we haven't talked about, and that is if you're sharing your why. Okay. Nobody's interested, generally speaking, with me hopping on a live video or any of the other platforms 
in explaining the details of a, a personal injury or catastrophic injury or wrongful death case, which is what we do out here in California. What they are interested in seeing is what my hobbies, my passions, my interests are. And by showing my why on social media, specifically live video, I start connecting with other people. When I start connecting with other people, they start referring cases to our firm. They'll contact us to help them with their case. So, you know, it's a blend of all of the above, but but to answer your question, it would be live video, definitely. So, Mitch, then let's talk about, I think, what is your favorite section of the book, which is about communicating, just just in general, communication um, and communicating your message. So, what are some effective tips that you found when it comes to communicating your why or just communicating your message in general? What are, what are some tips that you've got? I think when it comes to social media, Tyson, and, and probably life in general, where a lot of professionals drop the ball is you've got to make sure that you're enthusiastic, energetic, entertaining. You're creating content that other people you know, want to look at. You've got to immediately grab the attention of your audience. The attention spans today, some experts claim, are nine seconds, the same attention span as a goldfish, unlike 100 years ago where the attention span was 20 minutes. I'm not sure if that's true. I've seen some millennials and other people that are very, very busy have great attention spans, but their attention spans focused on what they're interested in. The key is to grab somebody's attention right away. One of my favorite chapters is chapter 37, and I share 10 or 12 different ways to start a podcast, to start a live video, to start a blog post so you can immediately capture the attention of your audience. I use those same techniques when I'm giving an opening statement or a closing argument. I mean, they work offline as well as they do online. Mark Schaefer, who just came out with a new book, by the way, wrote chapter 34, and he talks about creating content that is right, R-I-T-E, relevant, interesting, timely, and entertaining. Okay, and so he shows the reader how to use the right approach when creating content on social media. Carmine Gallo, who wrote the book Talk Like Ted, emphasized the need for all of us to be emotional, novel, and memorable when creating content on social media. He analyzed 200 TED speakers and broke it down. And then in the chapter in my book, he showed us how to create content for social media that would grab the attention of the reader, add value to the listener, or maybe make a viewer on a live video want to pick up the phone and reach out and call the firm. So what's really exciting to me is getting these professionals who communicate for a living, I mean, that's what these people do, share the information in these chapters to help all of us communicate more effectively on social media. So that that's kind of the exciting part. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just need to have the tools and understand the methods and approaches to effectively communicate. And I think uh, my buddies did a really good job of laying that out in the third section of the book. All right, Mitch. So besides reading your book, what would you tell any new attorneys? A lot of our members are solos who've been out for just a little while. Where to start? How to think about where they want to begin in social. So let me just honestly, from the heart, and I mean this when I say this, I would actually start by reading this book because it's going to save you a lot of heartache. It's going to help you avoid a lot of mistakes because there's a right and wrong way to do social. 
if you've already got a firm grasp on what we're talking about and you're comfortable with, with what you've heard during today's podcast interview, the next thing is I would, I would figure out what's your why. What's your why and what's your true north? Figure out those two things. Why do you get up and out of bed in the morning? What drives you? What are your passions? And let's just say you're an immigration lawyer, okay? What's your why? And obviously, as a lawyer, it's to help your clients who are interested in immigrating or working here in the United States, handling those types of issues. But you may have some other whys in your life. Those whys might have to do with baseball. They might have to do with travel. They might have to do with community service. So write down three or four of your whys. And then what I would do is each week, I would create content on a platform that you're comfortable with, whether it's writing, audio, or live video. And I would talk about those whys and interview other people about those whys and start building your brand as being something more than just an immigration lawyer, for example. You are also a human being that enjoys doing A, B, C, and D. So maybe that's a good place to start. And the reason I'm suggesting that is the content you'll be creating by sharing your why, by sharing your hobbies and your passions, it'll be so far ahead of every other lawyer out there creating content for social media, even if you're a newbie, even if this is your first week of creating content, if you focus on that topic, if you focus on your why, you'll be starting the right way. And then the more you do it, the better you'll get, and then start branching out to different platforms. So if you start on live video and you're comfortable with video, recorded or live video, and you've got that down, take that video and start building it out and sharing little clips on Twitter. Take that video and natively upload it to your Facebook page. Keep moving forward. Keep expanding your welcome mats into your law firm and into your life. And by welcome mats, I mean the different social media platforms. And by this time next year, 12 months from now, you'll be so far ahead of where you were. It's going to be a crazy experience when you look back over your shoulder and think to yourself, wow, that's where I started and this is where I am today. And I think you guys feel that way, if I'm not mistaken. Mitch, you're absolutely right. I love the message about consistency. Can you just talk a little bit about the importance of consistency? Because I think you're spot on that it's not about what you do on any one big time. You can't just have one big production. It's that daily repetitive maintaining the connection with your audience. So it's so important. It's, it's like a diet. It's like working out. You have to be consistent with what you're doing. So once you figure out your why, your true north, your passions, your interests, your message, you want to share content, whether it's every day, every other day, but you want to be consistent about it. You have to balance what we're talking about with your other obligations in life. I think it does come across, if you look at social as, a, as an engaging interesting, fascinating aspect of your branding and marketing, it shows in your content and people will connect with you. If you look at this as a chore or as work in building out your brand, I think people are going to notice that too. And that does not work on social media. So be consistent, make sure that whatever, you know, bite of the apple that you take that you can, you can do that on a daily basis so that you're consistent. We talked about the nine years of relationship with Gary Vaynerchuk. That's a consistent relationship. When he's in town, when he's out here in California, I'll see him. When we're online, we're doing things, but it was a nine-year dance. So we've done a lot of other things together. That's just the most recent example that you shared. But be consistent and have the right attitude. Totally, you know, there's an ancient Chinese proverb, and it says something like, a man without a smiling face must not open shop, 
man without a smiling face must not open shop. I think that applies to social media. In other words, if you're having a bad day, if things aren't going your way for whatever reason, maybe stay off the platforms. Maybe don't go out of your way to post or do a live video. But when you're having a good day and when things are clicking and you're excited about what you're sharing, that's where you want to share that digital smile, that happy digital attitude on the different platforms. Do it consistently. Do it in a way where you're adding value to everyone else that's watching or listening or reading. And over time, the audience will build. Over time, the inbox on your email or Twitter DMs or Facebook private messages will start to fill up. And over time, the phone's going to ring. So it's a consistent effort over the long term, adding value, building relationships, and good things will happen from that point forward. So I want to talk a little bit more about your consistency message because I, I think that some people listening to this and some people that have heard you talk about it and read your book, I think that they may be interpreting it incorrectly. So I'm going to make a comment about it and then I want you to talk about it. Sure. Because sure. I think what people think whenever you say consistency is I've got to blast my message out every single second of the day. And whenever I see that, it annoys the hell out of me. And I think it comes off as insincere. So and I don't think that that's your message. Your message isn't to blast out every 10 minutes. It's about, you know, knowing when to really get your message out message out at the right time. And so will you, will you talk a little bit about that and about, I guess, maybe just in general about over-posting? Because I, I think that is a big complaint that I see of people is that people over-post because they're just trying to blast out their message. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. That's a great, great question. So people that uh, are concerned with overposting, they need to get over it. Okay. I, I, it's really hard to overpost on social, believe it or not. And the reason I say that is you've got a global audience and you've got multiple time zones around the world, especially if we're talking about Twitter. And the life of a tweet is something like four to five seconds. And actually, you want to share your message on Twitter, maybe modify it, change it, change things up, the header, the content, whatever it might be, the image, but you want to get that message out there over and over if you can, maybe uh, four or five times a day. If you're sharing good content, if you're sharing helpful and useful content, oftentimes what happens is your audience members are okay with it, they're looking forward to it, and it's not going to be taken the wrong way. If you're sharing the same thing over and over and over again, Yes, I know with me, it bothers me too. But, you know, there's a caveat there, Tyson. For example, I'm on a big webinar tomorrow with a good friend of mine, John Ferrara of Nimble, and it's going to go out to all the Microsoft employees and, and some other companies. It's going to be huge. And, I mean, they are posting five to six times a day on most of the platforms. And I get that. And I want to help them. And I'm trying to repurpose, retweet, reshare what they're sharing because I want them to know I appreciate them having me on. I want, to, want them to know that I'm trying to get their message out. I'm trying to walk my talk with what's in this book. I'm trying to do what helps them have a successful webinar. At the same time, I am aware that this content's going out a little bit more to my audience than what they may normally expect to see. So it's kind of a balance. I think that if there's a big you know, interview coming up or if you have your book coming out, like what I did over the holidays... I think they're okay with you hitting it hard 
because they know you're excited about it, right? You've got that relationship. They know you're excited about it. They know that you're trying to do everything you can to get off to a good start with the new website, with the new book, with this upcoming webinar. So people are okay with that. The challenge is when you've got somebody sharing the same exact content, like a direct marketing message, which does not work on social, over and over and over again, that's where it can get a little bit, uh, you know, there's a little bit of information overload. So take a step back and just be aware that the different platforms have different personalities. While it may be okay to share five or six times on Twitter during the course of 24 hours, you know, using something like Agora Pulse, which is a platform that allows you to set this up so you don't have to do it manually, on platforms like LinkedIn or Facebook, maybe once or twice a day. Okay, on Instagram, maybe just once a day. So each platform has a different personality and the frequency of sharing oftentimes is dictated by the platform and then by the content. So you have to do what's comfortable for you. You have to do what you believe your audience is comfortable with seeing. But Guy Kawasaki told me a couple of years ago, and he's probably one of the biggest, most well-known influencers on the planet. He's a past you know, brand evangelist for Apple, one of the early Apple guys. And he told me a long time ago, Mitch, you cannot share, overshare on social media if you're sharing, if you're creating content the right way and you're sharing it the right way. So I've taken Guy's advice to heart. And anyone that has an issue with seeing my tweet more than more times than they care to, they can stop following me because, frankly, I'm not the problem. They're the problem because they're limiting themselves to receiving content from somebody that they've purposefully followed. So it's just one of these things where the more you do it, the more you understand changing content up will help avoid those problems, Tyson. All right. Before we get to my last question, I just want to say thank you, Mitch, from the bottom of my heart. I, I think that you've been a great influence on me and on Tyson and on what we do. I'll never forget when I was at one of John Fisher's masterminds in Chicago and you popped up on the video screen and started talking. And I was like, <laughs> who is this guy? I jumped on a question right there really? in the call and, and I connected with you that very morning on Facebook. I was so your message is just so unique for lawyers. I was like, oh man, he's a SoCal guy. This must be how they roll out in LA. And I really, I really, I'm glad that we've become friends. And I feel, I feel lucky that we've been able to become friends and, and have you on the show. And I'm excited about having you at the conference this year. Now, here's my question. One of the things, Jim, yeah, before you ask your sure. question, can I say something about John real quick? Yeah, sure. Just real quick. So John wrote chapter 50 in the book It's called Mastering the Art of Business Referrals. He wrote the chapter and he eventually didn't want to run with it. In other words, it's offline referral approaches that John's very well known for. And I kept twisting John's arm and I said, John, what you don't understand is this stuff's gold. What you teach is gold. Add social media to that, add digital to that, and it's gold times 10. And so I got John to give me permission to share his approaches in chapter 50. And then we put a social media spin to it so you can take those approaches onto the digital platforms, and it's huge. So the reason I'm bringing this up is all of us need to expand how we think about what we're doing. You know, take a step back. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't limit what you've been doing in the past. You know, don't limit yourself to what you can do in 2019 and beyond. Ask yourself, I've been doing this offline. Is there a way that I can bring this onto a blog post, onto a Facebook Live video? 
onto Twitter and actually add some more energy or a whole unique approach to this marketing or branding approach. So I wanted to just get this out there because that's exactly what we did with John's referral approach. And I've gotten a lot of people who have reached out and said, wow, I really like chapter 50 of the book. So I'm fired up. All right. Now, here's what I wanted to ask you. My final question. One of the things I like about Legal Minds, one of the things I like about Maximum Lawyer is that we're always learning, that we're always learning, just like you said, learning to put a spin on an old trick or learning new tricks. I think it's, it's good, good stuff. When you went through the book and you're editing the book and going through all the great chapters that everyone had contributed, what one thing sort of surprised you or did you learn or come to believe after reviewing the different chapters in the book? Jim, so much. And honestly, every single contributing author, and I'll give you one thing, but every single author had an impact of how I'm going about things in 2019. So even though I've been doing this for a long time and I've had some success on social and digital, I'm modifying what I'm doing for 2019 based upon what's in these chapters. But I think my answer to your question is going to be a little bit different than what you might expect. And I think for me, it was chapter 48, which is the chapter written by Haben Gurma, who is the first deaf-blind graduate of Harvard Law School. She wrote a chapter titled The Americans with Disabilities Act, What Business Owners Need to Know When Connecting on Social Media. And she shares some approaches to engaging with disabled consumers, how they like to be treated, how we need to change how we're sharing content on our websites and on social media to be ADA compliant. And so for me, just reading Hobbin's chapter, knowing her, and then thinking to myself, I need to be more ADA compliant in 2019 and beyond for all the reasons that she shared. That's the one that jumped out at me. It's less digital, frankly, and more human. And I think that's why it connected with me. That's such a good message. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. That's really good stuff. And I want to just, before I you know, tell people to go to iTunes and join the Facebook group and all that, I want to just tell everyone, go out and get the book. It's a really, really good book. And so uh, at, at the end, Mitch, I'll let people, let you tell people how to get it and everything, but it really is a good book. And so I'm glad you shared that Thanks, message. Ty. But we do need to wrap things up. Uh, before I do, I want to make sure everyone goes to the Facebook group and go get in on the action there. People like Mitch Jackson there, John Fisher, they're all sharing their best ideas. So make sure you go there. And then also, please, if you will, go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Just hit pause or while you're even listening to this, go there, give us a five-star review. It really does help spread the love. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Well, my hack of the week is a new app that I came across. Uh, you guys know that I like streaks. I always try to keep things going and momentum through streaks. And there's a, a little app called Don't Break the Chain, and, and you can put in whatever habit you want to reinforce each day, and it's just, all you do, it's a little calendar, and you put an X each day, and you can have all your habits color-coded, and you can just log on at the end of the day and keep keep the chain going. I love that. Very cool. You showed it to me today, and it, it really is neat. You compared it to Jerry Seinfeld, how he marked X's off a calendar for every joke he told, so I think that was really cool so all right mitch you know the routine by now this is the second time on the show you listen to us all the time what's your tip or hack of the week <laughs> actually i wasn't ready for this but what is my hack of the week here's my hack of the week and uh 
I want all of our friends that are highly trained, extremely smart, intelligent, gifted lawyers, okay? I want and am challenging each and every one of you to please show your human side. Please be strategically transparent on social media. Do that and you'll stand out. Give yourself permission to be human on the digital platforms. That's my hack of the week. It's a human hack, but it's an important hack. I like it. It's a good message. And unfortunately, Jim was created in a lab, so that's not possible. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. You're not available to you. All right. So my tip of the week is actually, this is for those of you that you have multiple apps open and multi, and this is on your desktop, multiple apps open or websites. You've got your Gmail, your calendar and all that. You have it all, all open all over your screen, whether you have two, three, one screens, whatever. I found something yesterday called Station, and it, you can get it at getstation.com, and it basically takes all of your different you know websites that you go to, or not all of them, but there's over 200 and something different apps and uh, websites that you most people use on a daily basis. You put them into basically one, basically one app, one screen, and it's tabbed out. So, for example, I've got you know, my my calendar, my Gmail my Slack, QuickBooks, um, Tetra, Trello, all these in different buttons I can click inside of one window so I can easily access them. So it's really, really convenient. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it at first, but I really do like it. It's, I can move through screens much faster than what I could do before. And so for those of you that have a bunch of tabs open in your Chrome window, this, you'll sort of be able to relate to this because this sort of condenses that all into one easily findable area. So that is my tip of the week. Mitch, thank you so much again. As always, you're fantastic. So thank you so much. If you will, will you tell people how to get your book? Sure, Tyson. Thanks for asking. And Jim, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, you guys. And by the way, with the Maximum Lawyer uh, Facebook group, what blew me away is, Tyson, you guys share those types of apps, those types of components to help us be more effective. And that's something that I actually go to your Facebook group to get more information when I want to try to be more efficient. I search the group for answers because there's a lot of content there. So I love hearing you share that type of stuff because it's, it's those are things that I'm not privy to and I want to learn more about. can never stop learning, right? So if anyone wants to uh, grab the book, just go to socialmediabook.online or go to streaming.lawyer and you can find links there. And uh, if anyone has any questions, just reach out, ping me online, and I'd be happy to follow up and dive a little bit deeper into any of the particular chapters that you might have questions about. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks, Thanks Mitch. Mitch. Talk to See you guys later. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.